It's around the John. My oh my, it has been a long time since we have last been on here, but we're back, and that's all that matters. It is around the John. How are you guys doing today? It's me and Logan here. Logan, what's up? Hey. <laughs> Sorry guys, haven't been able to provide an episode to you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, Logan was down in uh, Myrtle. Was that South Carolina? No. That is indeed South Carolina. South Carolina, having a good time. Uh, just because he was away, we couldn't get stuff done. Not a big deal. He enjoyed his vacation. It was much deserved. Good for him. He had a good time. That's all that matters. Of course, you stand up today with the Phillies. How could he not? Not much happened. I don't really think he missed much. It's been a very nah, bleak season so far. So it's, it's, it's a seesaw, man. It's, we've 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 been on it, uh, you know, far too long. And uh, I mean, what are we, what are we gonna do? It's it's just gotta get better, man. This is how it's been so far, and, and the, the schedule that they've had is uh, definitely not... Uh, ideal. Yeah, in, ideal, enticing. Uh, there's There's been... There's not a lot of games where you're, uh, you're going into a series with the Pirates or the Diamondbacks or, uh, you know, all, all, yeah, like all the, the games... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All the games the Cardinals have wins on. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't really... The Phillies haven't had that yet, man. They've had a lot of tough teams. In a tougher division, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, and one of the toughest divisions in baseball. And all of us playing... And the records won't say that, but... That's because we've played each other yes, all, all the time. Yes, they all play each other nonstop, so... And that hasn't been like that for any other division. But again, it is around the john, and we are here to provide you the best content possible. We're going to switch it up a little bit this week and kind of see how it goes. Tesla Waters... Uh, this is a Phillies podcast, but we want to bring you more insight on the whole MLB because there are a lot of MLB fans out there, and hopefully those will listen, and then the Phillies fans who want to continue listening, that is what the end of the episode is for, so not only are our Phillies fans going to get insight on the MLB, but they also get to hear us discuss the Phillies. We are still a Phillies podcast. We just want to cover the whole league as well because we feel like we're holding back a lot of insight that we feel comfortable yeah, with, bit. so... Well, let's dive right into it. So, you, you can take this one. So, around the league uh, so far, uh, the Cardinals and Yankees are in a little bit of a free fall right now. And these are two teams that are uh, historically two of the most notorious franchises in baseball. Uh, there's not a lot of times where you see uh, the New York Yankees or the St. Louis Cardinals struggling. They... Uh, they're usually right in the mix every single year. Now, I just want to dive into uh, the lineups for these two teams, right? Because last year, you looked at these two teams, two teams that were mighty, like very successful, and they a lot of the things that were happening last year aren't happening for them this year. And I just want to dive into that a little bit. So, uh. A huge bright spot for the Yanks has been Aaron Judge. Uh, he's kind of, you know, he's always been a great player, but last year he kind of struggled a little bit, and he struggled to stay on the field. Over the past couple of years, yeah. this last year. Uh, he hasn't really gotten hurt that much this year. I mean, and he's a big dude, so they, they, I can speak from experience that uh, like you get these little nagging injuries that are like, you're just, they're just annoying for, for, yeah. for a big man. But 
he's batting 295 he's got 14 home runs 32 RBIs he he's been uh the one the one bright spot for these for this team but unfortunately in baseball you need the whole team to produce not just one and a couple other players are lacking bad bad like I mean they need DJ to come through he's been 253 yes this and this is a guy DJ. I want yes and I wanted to talk about DJ because this is a guy who you know has had MVP caliber years in New York yeah batting close to 400 I think he batted for it. What did he bat four hundred? No, but no? he was close to it. Like last player to ever bat four hundred. Do you know? In the season, I don't. Ted Williams. I don't think that'll ever get broken again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, DJ was batting close to it, uh, and he was having he had MVP numbers. You know, two fifty three with three home runs and fourteen RBIs. That's not gonna cut it, dude. And he's got the most at bats on the team. Like that's that's not gonna cut it. And you need a guy like DJ to be stepping up for your team uh they've had some injuries too uh luke voigt obviously is a big blow for them but even luke voigt when he was on the field for his 44 abs he's batting 182 like brett gardner's another one he gets he gets constant playing time all the time i don't know how he still gets that playing time because he's just old and he's just a shell of what he once was Uh, i mean gliber's doing well right now but i know to begin the season i mean for what we've seen him do in the past, just like high prospect, great rookie. We haven't really seen him do so much, and we didn't see him do much last year. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him do. I mean, as of recently, he's been having he's had a lot of clutch hits, but I, yeah. I, it's just not like what it's what you would expect out of a guy yeah. like him. Yeah. Uh, like the the four highest averages on this team are two ninety five for Mister Judge, uh, two seventy two for Gliber. N- nobody else is batting above two seventy. Well, uh, the one thing that you got to take a look at with the Yankees is the OPS. The OPS, for those who don't know, on base plus slugging, it's very easily calculated. Um, I mean, everyone is sitting in the in the six hundreds and the seven hundreds outside of Judge, obviously. Yeah. But everyone outside of that is just absolutely tanking. I mean, Aaron Judge is leading the team in home runs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, those OPSs. I mean, five hundred, six hundred, seven, low seven hundreds. I mean, if you have a, if you have a, if you have an OPS of eight hundred plus, you're you're doing very very solid, because that means your your slugging is either above four hundred or just below it, and your on base is extremely high, and and it's a great combination of both. But I do think that maybe OPS could be a little deceiving sometimes, because people like Yasmani Grandal. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is, is this Yankees roster as a whole probably has a collective low 700s, high 600s OPS. And, you know, there's teams, I mean, even like the Phillies, uh, they're not even that great. Uh, you know, I love the Phillies. No, they're not that great, the but they're... But they have a better OPS <laughs> a lot of guys. than what is supposed they to be. They get on base. They just can't knock them in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, yeah, and one, one, one of the things I also want to look at with this team is I feel like a lot of these guys try to take advantage of... Uh, the the short stadium and like I look at guys like Clint Frazier, Gary Sanchez, uh, Ruth Nando Door, for example. Uh, these are guys that are looking every time they go up to the plate. It looks like they're hit, trying to hit a home run, and their averages show it. Uh, none of them are batting. I mean, Rugnet's ever never really hit for average, but you could tell that he just tries to yeah, take but, yeah, everything. He's just trying to hit a home run every time, and like yeah, he hasn't hit for average, but he's hit above. Like I I know they I know they signed what uh, Brett Gardner to like a one year contract, and he's. You know he's getting up there in age and and a 190 average just yeah I, I get he's like a leader you know he's kind yeah, of carrying yeah. the outfield as a and he's a great locker room guy but, but it's just you need 
whether they're veterans, whether they're young guys, you need them to click. I mean, they're not clicking at all, it feels like. No. It feels like these players, like, have no connection with each other. You know, I could be so wrong with that, but, like... And they're still in it, ugh. right? This team's still in the hunt. I don't know. I don't know if the division... I, I, I don't want to say it's out of reach yet, obviously, because no. it's very, 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 very early, and any team yeah. can go on a run at any time. But the way the Rays look, the way the Red Sox look, the way the Blue Jays are hitting... If the Blue Jays had some pitching, dude... Yeah. I mean, but... This team can hopefully hang on. I think they will. Hopefully, that... I think they can hang to like a wild card spot. But I also well, Sebi's coming back, so that should be that should be a big help. Yeah, but yeah. like Jamison Tyone is disappointed. Not saying he was ever great at any point, but you know it's Jamison Tyone. They were hoping you know he could provide around a four sub four ERA, yeah. and he's just not doing that. Tyone's not doing it. Jordan uh, Montgomery is not cutting. He's not doing it. Uh, I know Domingo Herman's been pretty. Yeah, he's pretty been solid. solid. Corey Kluber's Pretty been solid, solid too. And Kluber's hurt, but, and that yeah, definitely but Kluber hurt getting hurt is going to kill them. Uh, Garrett Cole's Garrett Cole. I mean, he's going to dominate anyway, yeah. shape or form. It doesn't matter what team he's on, who's behind him. None of that. He's just that good. Uh, Aroldis Chapman has been very good. Yeah, Aroldis Chapman's been disgusting. And year. I'd like to talk about Aroldis Chapman because this was a guy that came into the league throwing like what 102, 103. Yep. He's down to like 98, 99 consistently. And, yeah, and he's still striking people out like, yes, left and, and right. But uh, the the difference, I think, uh, this year compared to his previous years in Cincinnati and even uh, that year in Chicago, he he looks like the type of player that kind of knows that, like, he, 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 yes, he can overpower people, but I think he knew that his accuracy was a problem, right, yeah. in Cincinnati. Because he just constantly was like, I'm going to throw it 103, and if you can catch up to it, great. Not a yeah. lot of people could. But when they did, they caught on. There. it was issues. Yes, yeah. there there were issues. I think you look at the way he's pitching now, he's painting corners with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. That's so much harder to hit Good than luck. a 103-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> yes, right, right down the, the middle. Play. Yes. Good luck. But I think that's it for the Yankees. I mean, there, there, there's players that, that obviously got to step up. Like I said, they've been, you yeah, know, they've been doing a bullpen. Yeah, their bullpen's got to step up, too. I mean, their bullpen's kind of been not, not – yeah. I mean, I don't want to say atrocious, but, I mean, they've been bad. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of a lot of guys with a above four ERA, and, uh, you know, with when your lineup's struggling like this, uh, that's that's a recipe for disaster. Sebi coming back, that'll limit the amount of uh, bullpen games. that they, I know they've been starting a lot of games with Michael King and just been going through the bullpen, but hopefully they won't need to do that when Sebi comes back. I think Sebi could be a huge boost for this team. But, yeah, that's all we got for the Yankees. Uh, and another team I like to talk about that uh, is sliding a little bit, and a lot of people are wondering why is uh, is the St. Louis Cardinals. And well, I could sum it up, right? Yeah, go ahead. Pitching. Huh. Listen, Jack Flaherty. I think he's easily easily an All Star caliber pitcher. He is absolutely fantastic. Jack Flaherty is a, is a great pitcher. But oh man, if you look at the people behind him. Uh, I mean, John Gant's been all right. John Gant's right? been all right, but like he's not a guy who can just go out there and shut somebody down for yeah, seven innings. Uh, yeah, exactly. He throws he five innings, innings of like one run yeah. ball, and you know that's not bad, but like that puts a toll on the yeah on the um, and their bullpen has been. Whew. You know, I think Adam Wainwright. Obviously, he's had a couple of good games this year. He is older. I I have a hard time believing that he'd keep the pace of what he was doing. And obviously, in the recent weeks, it's been. Uh, his ERA has been kind of plummeting yeah, or going 38 up. Thirty-eight now. I think he's like 39, 40 maybe. Yeah, gotta be close. But then, oh man, you just get behind them, and who do you have? Yeah. Quay Young Kim. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but he's been bad. Yeah, I mean, you can just look at their bullpen, man. I mean, besides Gallegos and Reyes, and Reyes has been great, but besides Gallegos and Reyes, dude, they have nobody in the bullpen. 
I mean, and they have Jordan Hicks. You look. I mean, yeah, but he's hurt. He's always hurt. Yeah. So, and even the, even awful. him though with yeah. his ten innings, yeah, he's got like a Miles Michaelis came back. He got hurt. Yeah, and they're, obviously they've had issues uh, staying healthy, but like they don't have the pit. They just simply do where's not. Where's Carlos have Martinez? I don't see him on this list. Unless, oh yeah, here he is. What's his ERA? Five point eight three. That's another guy who's been starting for them all. I don't know. When did they decide that this guy was a starter? I, this guy was coming out of the bullpen. He used to be starter, he, 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 and then he moved to the bullpen. And he was, he was awful as a starter. But he was great in the bullpen. And then I don't know, they're weird. And then they just all right. Yeah, let's bring. Let's, what I'm let's bring you back. I don't know. I don't get that. But dude, I look at their hitting too, and Arenado, class act, absolutely phenomenal player. Yes, Arenado is yeah. always going to be that type of guy where you're just <laughs> you're just going to have like that presence yeah there at all times and you know that's just that's just how it is uh tommy edmund's been great tommy tommy edmund has been a very fantastic all-around player for them hitting for average scoring runs doing what he can i mean he's not a guy who's gonna go out there and tank 40 home runs a year he's a guy who can maybe hit close to close to 300 get on base constantly score runs yeah tyler o'neill he's been fantastic since he's come back Mm -hmm. uh you know it's a matter of Staying healthy for, yeah, him. for him. Um, De Young's been awful. De Young's been awful. I mean, when has he ever really hit and when for he's, average? And he's hurt anything? too. But I mean, I think that Yachty, at the age that he's playing at, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's been, been solid. Dylan Carlson, a rookie, he he's been perfectly fine. Yeah, Carlson's gonna be but a like, good player. Like, and I get Harrison Bader's fast, but like he's not, he's not that great. You know, he gets hurt all the time too. I mean, it's just they, and it just Matt feels Carpenter's like they, awful. It just Justin feels like Williams they, is awful. They have like no depth, is the thing. They have zero depth. Like you look past their starting lineup, and who do they have? Like who are you gonna call in to pinch they're, hit? They're, like tell me, Edmundo Soso. Exactly. So-so. It's just, and I mean he's batting like two fifty nine. I mean with with he doesn't get he was got eighty one abs. I mean he's they got one guy off the bench that looks relatively. Dangerous, right? Matt Carpenter. You got Matt Carpenter off the bench, right? And yeah, but you better face him against the righty. Exactly. And he's abysmal, dude. I mean, Matt Carpenter, he's so old. Like, he fell off very, very quickly. quickly like, yeah. he, he, he was the type of guy where he was up for a while. Couple, by like five not even for a he while. Had a, he had a good, like, a good four year, to five year years. and a half. No, he had a good four to five Did years. He? Yes. He had a good steady four to five years in St. Louis, but. But he declined. He, he, he declined rapidly. Like yes, yeah. he declined rapidly. Paul Goldschmidt's another guy I like to talk about because he's only batting two fifty this year, and this is the guy. This is a guy with who they, he is, he's he's like a better version of Matt Carpenter. He yes, exactly, which is which is scary for them because they gave up a lot to go get this guy. And listen, Paul Goldschmidt's a great player. He is. He's a great player, and I mean, eventually, I think he'll figure something out to where he'll raise that average to around two seventy at least. But I mean, as a Cardinals, I mean, you know, you look at it and you're like, all right, like. We have Arenado. That makes things a little bit better because oh, yeah, Arenado, man, he's easier. just, he's yes, so that good. makes it a lot easier. And Tyler O'Neill being as good as he's been, that makes it very, very helpful. But yeah. you need a guy like Paul Gold, especially in that division with all the pitchers that they face. I mean, we'll talk about Milwaukee later, but there's a lot of good pitching in that division. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think Gold, it's a Gold, Goldschmidt, yes, Goldschmidt has to be better, and it's, it's, it's really as simple as that. Um. All right, so that's it for the Yankees and the Cardinals. Uh, moving on. I don't really think there's anything to really go in deep here with. I mean, it's just absurd what this man is doing. He is breaking out. He is having an MVP caliber season, Jesse Winker. Uh, yesterday, he hit three home runs. That's the second time he's done it this year. Absolutely absurd. Uh, 
it's it's very indescribable. I mean, he's batting like what two three fifty like. Yeah, it's he's batting three fifty. You know, he has seven he has seventeen home runs, and, and and just to think, six of his seventeen home runs, almost thirty three percent of his home yeah, runs came in two have games. come in two games. This guy's been phenomenal. It's uh, crazy though. It sucks because the Cincinnati sucks. It's crazy though because you you look you like you look at his stats right career wise. Yeah, I mean. His first two years, he bursted onto the scene, batting close to 300, 298, 299. He's never been a bad player. No, he's never been a bad player, but he's kind of been... Anybody that plays in Cincinnati, you don't really you don't really talk about because they're kind of just like a forgotten yeah. franchise. Wow, so he's already hit his career high this season. Yes, he's hit his career high in homers already this season. What I'm trying to say is in 2019 and 2020, two years, like he kind of fell off a little bit. His yeah, aver- yeah, average yeah. dipped dip, to yeah. close to 270, and then... In twenty last year, it was. I mean, it was. We saw the power. You saw the power numbers go up a little bit because twelve home runs in in fifty four games. games, Yeah, but now in fifty games, this guy's got seventeen home runs, thirty seven RBIs. He's walked nineteen times, which is pretty crazy. I mean, his strikeouts have gone up, but that's who cares? He's batting three fifty, and it's crazy because. If I'm not mistaken, he doesn't even have the highest batting average on his team. I'm right, per- doesn't. I think Nick Castellanos doesn't. Mm-hmm. Nick Castellanos is also insanely good. The Reds, the problem with the Reds is they have no pitching. They're just such a like a small market franchise. They never go out. They never like spend absurd amount of money on people. No, and Eugenio Suarez has been underperforming this year. Luis Castillo, a business. Luis Castillo, a, a guy that they thought was gonna take ace. a huge step forward. Yes, exactly, and uh, he's been terrible. Yeah. But you look at a guy like Jesse Winker, he's going to sign a big free agent contract somewhere. Yep. He's going to sign a big contract yes, he somewhere. Is. That is it for Jesse Winker. I, I, like I said, there's nothing to go really Down deep it, yeah. into. It's just, it's just, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the Boston Red Sox are a team that uh, not a lot of people really thought they were going to be as good as they are. And I think, I think a lot of people, this is the thing with the Red Sox, right? The people that own or that run the Red Sox. This, I like I like talking about this because I'm gonna bring a little soccer into this. Oh, God. They own Liverpool. What LeBron and Liverpool? They own Liverpool. Right? LeBron does. Well, no, I mean he owns a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he owns a little bit of it. But I'm telling you, the Fenway Group owns Liverpool as well. And let me tell you what Liverpool does. When? Well, let me tell you what they do. They go out, they get young stars, right? They, cheap. They cheap, yes, and they groom them into very very good players that are just about to enter their prime and then they get rid of them and for a for a huge huge return for, for perfect example Philippe Coutinho balled at Liverpool right absolute beauty at Liverpool sold for 190 million dollars to Barcelona 190 mil guess what Barca's trying to sell him for today just to get him off the team 20 35 ooh See, now here's my thing. The Reds, but this is my thing. The Red Sox do the same thing. Look at Mookie Betts. Well, I can name three players that, that are on the team, but, and I have a hard time believing that they'd get rid of any of these three players. Let's hear it. Bogarts. No way they ever get rid of Bogarts. No, he's a franchise player. Listen, listen. So is Mookie Betts. So this guy won an MVP for them. I know, I know, but in the meantime, I'm telling before you, before they have to sign mega contracts, he's not a free agent yet. Oh, I get that. They're Bogarts. not going to get rid of him until he signs a mega deal. Bogarts? But I, pro- listen, listen. I promise you. Listen, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. Well, let me let me name the three people. All right, go ahead. Bogarts, Devers, mm-hmm. Verdugo. Okay. All studs. I promise you, 
by their age 30 seasons, they will not be a member of the Red Sox. Oh, I'm sure. I promise. Devers is like 20, like 25. Yeah, you don't like get 24. rid of them now, 100%. But I, I promise Eventually. you, they will give them another contract, right? They'll give them a huge deal. They will. And then they'll ship him and that deal off to somewhere else for three young studs. For example, the Mookie Best trade. Brought who, in Alex Verdugo. Who would have thought Alex Verdugo was going to be as good as he's been right now? Uh, me, personally. Well, you're, you're, you pay close attention to the Dodgers. So I, I pay know. close attention to every team. Okay, well, yeah, that's true. But I'm saying, listen, Mookie Betts was an MVP. I M- can't believe he got to. He was an MVP, dude. So you trade an MVP for a guy like Verdugo who, I mean, listen, great player, right? Great. But he's not Mookie. He's not Mookie Betts, right? Exactly. So, But he's playing better than Mookie. He is now because guess what? He's groomed because the Boston Fenway Financial Group does it right, dude. And then you know what they also do? They buy franchises that are very, 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 very in the mud, right? When they bought Liverpool, Liverpool is one of the most historic franchises in all of England. Mm-hmm. They bought Liverpool for borderline, I mean, not nothing, but it's just like... You're awakening a sleeping giant. It's, okay. a, it's the same thing they did with the Red Sox. You're you're taking a, a historic franchise uh-huh. and you're bringing it back to glory. Because guess what's going to come with all that glory? All the revenue, all the money, all the big names wanting to come play for you. All mm-hmm. the fans are going to be back in your corner. Like, and all the they're all going to love you. And guess what? They only do it for an investment. They don't care about the Red. I mean, listen, I don't know about the Red. But they don't care about Liverpool, dude. It's all an investment. Why do you think Liverpool doesn't keep any of their big guys? Makes because sense. it's an investment. They're making so much money. And guess what? All the investing that they do, they throw it back into the team, but it just makes them better. They just get young. They get young rejects. Yeah. Turn them back into stars. And then sell them for quadruple of what they bought them. Like, it's, it's just insane. Boston is in good hands, and if you're a Red Sox fan... You should be happy. You're loving every second of it, dude. You're loving every second of it. All right. Again, not going to speak on this for long because it's been a very obvious situation for the Milwaukee Brewers. Their lineup may not be the greatest in the world, but it doesn't matter because they only need to score two to three runs per game when they have three absolute studs. Taking the helm of the mound, Brandon Woodruff, arguably the Cy Young of the NL right now if the ground wasn't alive. You have Corbin Burns, who's popped up off out of nowhere he has been absolutely phenomenal and we have freddie peralta freddie peralta always a big strikeout guy but could never get his era low and now he's sitting at a 225 and the 225 is the third best on the team i would kill for that yeah right we got burns with a 197 we got woodruff with a 142 insane k's per nine whip super low uh, needless to say this has to be the best top three pitchers and on a team oh, the, so far I mean, this year. Yeah. The only, listen, I can see the, Dodgers. the only way I could see someone arguing is if somebody said the Dodgers would be Kershaw, yeah. Bueller, Bauer. Yeah. Simple as that. But I don't think right those, now, three, yeah, those three haven't pitched as well as these three. Right have. now, these are and The crazy absurd. thing is, you look, at, look at their records, bro. Like, Corbin Burns is three and four. Yeah. <laughs> like, that says something about their lineup, man. Like, I mean, they got the reason they are as, getting degrommed. The re- yes, and the reason they are as good as they are is be- not just because of their starters too. Uh, they have arguably the best closer in the league uh, in Josh Hader. So good, he's uh, actually so good. They have plenty of bullpen depth. Yes, right. 
plenty of it. Devin Williams was a was the rookie of the year last year, and yes, he has a four ERA. He was the rookie of the year last year. Brad Boxberger, he's a, a guy who's a a guy who was a starter basically his entire no no sorry a closer sorry a guy that was basically a closer his entire career has now come to Milwaukee and he's pitching in the seventh inning. That's pretty nice. It's pretty nice having yeah. a guy that closed a lot of his career coming in pitching your seventh inning not like not even close to it's the nice. ninth because like i said you look at josh Hader. if you got a guy who knew how to shut down the ninth you better guys, believe they probably know how to shut three and oh with a 0. .76 era he's pitched in 24 games he's 14 for 14 in save opportunities if if you're going into the ninth losing to the brewers sorry you just lost well the thing here that stands out to me he's given up 10 hits he his K's per or his strikeout to walk ratio is so close. It is it's it's basically thirteen point five to one. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And his opponent average one sixty six. I mean No, one twenty five. That's Corbin Burns. <laughs> yeah. They're batting one twenty five. Burns, Jesus. I mean yeah. it's it's ridiculous. You look at Freddie Peralta pose up. This, I like this stat a lot, opposing opposing average, right? So it's basically, you know, how well the team is the other team is hitting against them. Yeah. And just listen, just listen for the Brewers. Freddy Peralta. Uh point one three three. Uh Brent Suter, who has a four point one one, who's their f- <laughs> Listen, this guy pitched in twenty two games so far, right? And he's another guy out of the bullpen. He's six and three. 260 average, right? That's 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 pretty that's pretty good. Brandon Woodruff, one, 0.150. Oh, Corbin Burns, 0.166. Oh. I mean, you can, Josh Hader, 0.125. You look down the line. Brad Boxberger. Just, there's a lot of guys that are pitching for this team who that have an act like an opposing batting average of below the Mendoza line. Yes, it's exactly. Crazy. It's 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 really insane, and it's it's kind of. Uh, you know, it's it's something that you should keep an eye on for the rest of yep. the year because they they have a historic pitching staff. Not just the starters; you got to look at their bullpen too. And and if they're in it, they're only going to get better. Yeah. Like they're only going to they're only going to add guys. Yep. So that is it for the Brewers. The last closing headline we have for now for the first segment. Uh, I feel like this has been kind of not not trendy, but a consistent topic we've talked about it's here. Been a, it's been around for. A while because I think a lot of people are a lot of people are talking about it <laughs> robo umps are they getting closer you saw a huge example of why we need them last night we had a ball that was about six inches outside in the Yankees game could have loaded the bases in the bottom of the ninth I, I believe bottom of the ninth mm-hmm. and it was a good six inches outside it was a curveball that did not break back over the plate and it was clearly outside but strike three was called, and it was uh, like one of the worst calls yeah. I've seen all year. And it see, was awful. The thing, the thing with me is there were closer strikes. Well, yeah, no, in, I, in no. that whole AB, no, that, that were called balls. No, 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 that, and then that one was significantly outside. That that this is my opinion on it, right? I like having the the human the error. Hu- you need human error. Yes, I like not even like the error per se, but I like having. Everybody's human, right? So everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the MLB going to a robo ump behind the plate, but I would still like to see three actual guys at 
first, second, and third. Because, Ma, listen. Because I don't listen. Just listen to me real quick. The only reason I say this is because you can go to review, right? Like, you can still go to review and do all these things. If you have something behind the plate, obviously balls and strikes has been the big thing with robo-umps. Not a, there's not a lot of calls at first, second, and third where you're like, gosh, we need, yeah. we need a robo-ump for that. It's because, balls and strikes. Yes, but exactly. here's But here's my problem if you get with robo-umps. A lot of time you have pitchers that are able to just like slightly throw it outside the zone, paint the corner, and it looks so good that it's a strike. And mm-hmm. it legitimately, as a hitter, you might not think it's a strike, but it's a pitch where you're like, okay, it's close enough, I need I to go at it. I have to swing. If you have a robo-ump, then pitchers can't paint anymore. They have to be absolutely perfect on on you know when they're when they're trying to paint. You know, time there's so many times when I don't know, like for example, Aaron Nola, four seam fastball, he has tail on it, breaks back on a lefty, it breaks back over the inside of the plate. If when he's painting corners like that, that will no longer get called a strike. Those are some of his best pitches, but that would. Robo almost would no, basically absolutely. render that ineffective. Yeah, no, at that absolutely. Point. I so that's agree that's with you. like a huge problem, and I think that you know that's something that they have to work out with themselves. Yeah. I mean, if they if the MLB really wants to do it, they'll do it. So they're gonna have to figure that out. Like that would be something that they need to that, and that'll be something that Manfred and company will they they'll they'll figure out a way to make it as as humif- I listen this is what i think personally if they ever went to robo umps i still think they would have a, an actual person behind home plate but i think they would get like a buzz or something mm-hmm. like oh that was a strike like like a you know what i'm saying like something yeah. on like their leg or something or like left leg if that vibrates it was a ball right leg if that vibrates it was a strike like yeah. something like that right okay mm-hmm it's just it's been it's been so bad i know i think this is actually the the first ball strike thing we've kind of talked about all year i know we had like other plays like uh like uh interference with mccutcheon Mm -hmm. or running out of the baseline and just like a couple of those situations that yeah like that's umpire judgment a robo is not going to help anyone in that kind of situation only only replay can but you that that's Ump's judgment, so yeah. you can't replay Ump's, jum, uh, ump's judgment. So I don't know. There's my thing is like if you're gonna create a robot strike zone, you can't. It, what'll happen is, even though it's been the year of the pitcher, ERAs are going to skyrocket no. if you simply make it just the plate. Like if you make it just the plate, ERAs are gonna skyrocket. ERAs are going Averages to, are gonna skyrocket. It's, I mean. It'll it be just some, wouldn't be good. Yeah, and it'll be something that they're gonna have to. They'd have to. Perf- well, they're working out the kinks and bumps in, in the minors, and, and that's the minors. what and that's what they would have to do. I mean, you can't bring it up here unless you absolutely know that Perfect. it's, it's yeah. working. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it for our MLB headlines. I I think we should, I think we should go into the, you know, East overviews now. Right. So right. each week we're gonna just kind of talk about certain divisions. Um. This week we're gonna do the NL East simply because we know this division the best. I think we'd both yeah, agree on that. The Phillies are in this division, so. Uh, so what do we got going on, Lose? So let's we're gonna go, let's go take a look, look at, at the it. division. I mean, so, right now the Mets are six games above five hundred, currently leading the division, and which isn't saying much. No, it's not because everybody. I mean, the Braves are twenty eight and twenty nine, right behind the Phillies are twenty eight and thirty. So, and the Mets went into San Diego and. Took a, and took a well, they didn't dominate, but well, the ground dominated. Yes, but they took they took a series from my my World Series pick 
San Diego Padres. Uh, that's a big feat. Especially going into San Diego and doing that. I mean, obviously, when DeGrom's on the mound, you should be It's actually insane, because, I mean, like, you put you put DeGrom on the Dodgers, he might never lose. Like, he, yeah, he might Houston. never lose again, or Houston. You put him on Anyone a team... Anyone that constantly scores runs. Yeah. He might never, ever lose a game. What, can, can you answer me this? When was the last time he gave up more than two runs? I could not tell you, and I'm on top of statistics all the time it's when it comes to been, baseball. It's probably close to two to four years. I mean, I couldn't tell you, but I've, I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. I've never actually seen a game where I've seen Degrom get like rocked. rocked. No, no. And if it was, it was it was when he had long hair. Yeah, it was a while ago. Uh, the thing, my issue with the Mets is they're they're hitting. I mean, they don't have. I mean, besides JD Davis, who's only had 40 abs anyway, they don't have a guy batting above 260. And that's yep. it's that, a team that has good names on paper. Do that's not an perform. issue. Like that's a huge issue. You cannot <laughs> have guys. And obviously their pitching has been bailing them out. They got injuries. They've had injuries. They have had injuries. Yes, too. a lot of a lot of a lot of injuries. And I mean that's that's something that you know they're gonna have to fight through. But I mean, Dom Smith's had a pretty good year. He's the one batting two sixty. Uh, he's not the guy you would have thought. I mean, looking at the names on this team, he's not the guy you would have thought that'd have the highest average, especially not at two sixty. But Lindor has just been awful. But he's, I mean, he's finally starting to pick it up a little bit. Uh, What's his batting average? Though? Batting two eighteen. Uh, yeah. So I mean, not great at all. But I mean, it's better than three weeks ago when he was batting like one eighty. So. Uh, Pete Alonzo, he never really hits for average, but I mean, he only has seven home runs this year. He's missed, he's probably missed like close to eight or nine games, but still, nothing, nothing like the rookie sensation Pete Alonzo that we all saw and yep. and knew, right? Conforto's another guy, dude. I mean, obviously injuries has kind of uh, derailed his season a little bit. He's missed close to twenty games, but. He's batting two thirty. Like I mean, this is a team that Jeff McNeil. He's been hurt all year. He's yes. batting two forty two. This is a team that has relied heavily on their pitching, and they're lucky that a guy like Tijuan Walker's bat or uh, has a Taiwan. Whatever his name is, he's batting not bad. Has, has an ERA of two point one seven. Like I mean, they're lucky. They are lucky that these guys are Stroman's pitching the way they are. Too. Stroman's doing great. Yeah, but he was always been a decent pitch. I mean, he struggled his last year in Toronto, but he's always been a half decent pitcher. Like I always yeah. kind of knew that. He, I didn't. I mean, two point four one is. They need center guard to come back, but he's getting delayed. Imagine having a point six two ERA and having two losses. <laughs> Told you, like that's just insane to me. Like I remember vividly one of the first games, not one of the first games. It was it was very early in the year that they lost one nothing to Nick Pavetta's Red Sox. Yep. With Degrom on the mound, I mean yep. that's just that's bad, dude. That's bad. But, uh, but to sum up things, the Mets they can't hit. They can't they can hit, pitch, but they've had great pitching. And they can't pitch, and even though their bullpen's been actually half decent this year, they still managed to blow it in in pretty fairly. Uh, easy Edwin Diaz, he started off very poor. He's he's picked it up a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, Jerris Familia has been good all year. Uh, Cherimay, he's been alright. Uh, a lot of a lot of their late guy like David Peterson, he's he's terrible. But I mean, he's he's what he's a, he's a five. He's, yeah, he's a five. A four starter, or five. So, yeah, it's, I mean that's that's kind of what you expect. I mean, you, you could look at Chase Anderson and Matt Moore yep. and say the same thing. Uh, so I mean, the Mets right now leading the division. The only the only reason I think that they will not I don't know if they'll come in first, but I think they'll I don't they'll be a right around a playoff spot strictly because. 
that lineup's too good to not pick up the slack at some point. Yeah. I mean, eventually they will. And I, I, I don't know if the if the pitching maintains and the lineup comes back, you're looking at a really, really dangerous team. Yeah. Let's talk about the best team in the division, though. And yeah, their pitching isn't doing that great right now, but I know they'll turn it around. Let's talk about the Braves, okay? MVP, Ronald Acuna. MVP, Freddie Freeman. Not performing like it, though. Austin Riley, bursting off the seed, doing absolutely phenomenal this year. Dansby Swanson, a pleasant surprise. Average isn't there, but the power numbers are, so that is good. Marcelo Zuna, don't even need to talk about him. Ozzy Albius, average isn't quite there. Power numbers are. He's been, He's good, been very, I mean, very good. 256 respectable. Yeah, it's respectable, but and he will get that average up is the thing. William Contreras has been pretty good. I mean, I mean his average isn't up there, but... He's, he's just a catcher for and he's now, young. you know? And he's young. He's so young, but... Like, they just have listen. The thing, the thing with the Braves is they need Dayarno to come back though. They need a couple guys to come back, but their hitting has been like every every team in this division. Their hitting has been like subpar, and I think that's the reason why all of them are hovering around the same record uh, is because none of their hitters have like they don't. There's no team in this division like the White Sox or the Astros or the Dodgers. Like there's not one team that's just from top to bottom they just straight rate. Uh, the pitchers for Atlanta have been brutal, but they will turn it around. Listen, 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 though. You can't tell me somebody like Max Fried isn't going to be good by the end of the season. If he comes he will. back. Max Fried, he's playing. He's. I'm, I'm he's saying if he comes back, like, to form. To form, he has been. He's been. Oh. He, he, just, he just threw one run ball against the Dodgers. That's great. In six he's got a 4.63 ERA. Yeah, because he got obliterated in his first three starts, got hurt, and now he's been great since he came Ian back. Ian Anderson's another guy who started off He's very, a rookie, too. So. Yeah, but he started off very, very, very hot, and I think now there's some film on the guy, and people are starting to get a hold of him. Uh, you, you can't tell me Charlie Morton's not going to have below a four-year right by the okay, end of the season. Okay, yeah, below a four-year. Boyce Garinoa, he's been fantastic for yes, them. Yes, you know he's been good. But he punched a wall and got hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know he's been good. Charlie Morton's in our guy. He kind of reminds me of Wayno. I mean, he's just so old now. He's so but old, but he's still effective. Yeah, he's effective, but I, there's there's points. I mean, like four point four point. They need what they need. He's got a four point two on ERA. I mean, it, listen, effective is what, great and all, but the, I'm look. I just looking down the list at these guys. None, nobody sticks out to me like ooh, a, bang absolutely ace, and, absolutely. But, but that's something that combined but, with the way their hitters have been. Like you look at yes. Freddie Freeman. Like I mean, but, Austin Riley's been thing. This decent. Is my, listen, this is my thing though. You can't tell me this team won't be the division winner by the end. You can't tell me they won't be. Listen, Max Fried literally Max had a two-two-five last year. And yes, you could say, you know, it's 60 games. It, it was limited, and they didn't get to see enough. He's an ace. He will be an ace. It's simple as that. Yeah, Wayscar, you know, was performing so well. Charlie Morton has been great as of late. Ian Anderson, he's a rookie, and he has a three-six-four, and that's absolutely fine for now. What they needed was two things to happen that just never happened, and you... And one has been a two-year thing, and one has been a this-year thing. Mike Soroka is not looking like he's coming back. Mike Soroka was a stud in his rookie mm-hmm. year, and he hasn't played in forever now. And it's not looking like they're going to get him back this season. And that hurts, too. A very, very highly touted prospect and a high draft pick, Kyle Wright, is not performing. He is not He's not what he was supposed to be. And that's a big issue because, you know, they were hoping he could help lock down a, a great rotation. And he's just, Kyle Wright has been, no offense to you, Kyle Wright, if you hear this, but you probably won't. But you've been awful, like absolutely awful. You can hear it. <laughs> so, yeah, you ain't going to hear it, but still. Uh, the thing that 
I think the big difference with the Braves this year and last year is their bullpen, dude. I mean, you look at a guy like A.J. Minter. He had close to a 2.25 ERA last year. It's at almost a 4. Uh, you look at a guy like Will Smith. I mean, last year he didn't really play, but in 19 he had an outstanding year. He Again, another guy close to 2.25. He's at a 4.3. Their best reliever this year has been Chris Martin, and pro- people probably don't know who he is. Yeah, so they acquired him from Texas like, either last year yeah, or two yeah, yeah. years ago. And Chris Martin's been great, but another Outside guy, that, Tyler Matzik. Last year. There's gas. Dominated for them last year. 4.03. Yeah. Their bullpen has been a huge disappointment for them. And they're, they have a lot of leads going into the late games, and they kind of blow them. And that's for, an issue. Courtesy of Will Smith. Yes, how many bullets does he have this that's, year? That's an issue, dude. That yeah. is a huge, huge issue. Now, Will Smith, no. Will Smith's been fine. He's 11 for 11 on save opportunities. Yeah, but you know it's, how... It's but, AJ but Minter who started. But the thing you don't it's, see listen, though, it's is that AJ, he's blown... He's come... Listen, he has a 1-4 and four record for I agree with you, yes. He's come in in non-save opportunities. Yes, and been bad. Yes, I agree. And he's been awful. Yes, I know this. AJ Minter, though... Started out as a closer when Smith. Right, well, AJ Minter also didn't play for like two years. And last year was his first season back. He like what? Three but he dominated ago. last year, and now zero uh, and four on save opportunities yeah. with one two and a three point nine. All I'm saying is, I look at a team like the Braves, and they were only going to take them as far as their pitching takes them. Their their hitting can be great all year. It doesn't it, matter. It's early though. That's their the pitching. Is early. I'm telling you though. I don't disagree with you that this is the best roster on paper in the division, but I can very easily see a team like the Mets taking the division strictly because these guys can't close out games. Uh, All right, let's talk about the Phillies. Phillies. So I don't even have to bring their stats up, but Uh, another uh, another mixed bag. Listen, and they're a half game. They're a half game behind the Braves right now, and listen, they don't have awful. Averages, right? I mean, Reese is batting 263. Bryce is batting 273. JT's batting 295. Reese is batting 276. Right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, when Bryce misses 20 games, yeah. Yeah, so. I guess. But JT also missed like 20 My games. concern, right? All right, I'll, I'll, let me tell you my concerns. One, right off the rip. Didi? Right off the rip. No. Bomb. Bomb has been awful. I think he Dude, either I needs... I really don't think he's been that bad. He's like, been bad. Listen, plate, listen. I'll, I'll t- listen, he I'll was very, you. very unlucky in the beginning of listen. the year, and his strikeouts have gone up. That's the I'll only issue you, that I'm I'll worried t- about. I'll tell you what's going on. I'm worried about his strikeouts. Ready for this analysis of his current situation? Ready? Alec Bohm. Absolutely destroying the ball in the beginning of the year, but got snake bin, okay? Outfielders, infielders playing it imperfectly. No matter where he hit it, as hard as he hit it, somebody was always there, got very unlucky. For a while, he fought, he fought, he fought, kept getting snake bin, and he finally got into his own head. And now that he's in his own head, he is not walking, he is not taking pitches, he wants, he wants to get hit so bad, I, I think he, he is would. striking out more. He's in his head. He's simply yes, in his head. I agree with that, but I also think that he is trying to... He's trying to not be himself, and in the beginning of the year, you saw him using all parts of the field, trying to make contact, trying, basically what he did his rookie year, or his whatever his yeah, rookie year yeah. was counted as, but uh, yeah, no, essentially he was just doing exactly what he was doing then, and you, like you said, he was snake bit and stuff. I think now that he's not getting these hits and stuff, I think he's just trying to hit it over the fence, and that's going to be a huge issue for him, because yeah. Reese has the most strikeouts on the year, as he should, though. He has 20 more ABs than anybody else. He's the only one that hasn't missed any games, uh, but bombs right behind him with yep. two less in. I mean, what, eleven less abs? But still, it's just like this is a guy that that was always hitting for contact, always getting like two hits a game, and and you know the power numbers, they'll come eventually because he's just he's just too big and strong not to. Yeah. But like, 
this is a guy we could expect to hit. We thought could hit three hundred consistently. Close to with, it. with like 20, 25 home runs and yeah, or no, close to or it. Close to it. Yeah. And he's just oh, he's just not getting it done. Didi's hurt. Uh, center field has finally gotten figured out. It yeah, seems like with Odubel, he's been thank God. he's been very very solid for us. Cannot complain. He's been great. But you know, well, one thing Nick Matone just got optioned. Doesn't shock me. There's no, there's he, no he, room hasn't, for him. he hasn't been doing great recently. But there's no room for him. Either. But I mean, I'm hoping that means Didi's coming back soon. Yeah, I mean, but G, like he's not playing for Gene. He's batting 321. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's no room for and and a guy like Ronald Torres who is hurt for the majority part of the year. He's when when he he's gets in, when he gets in the game. Yeah, he makes the most of it. He's batting yeah. 271. Uh, the pitching. Pro- the, yeah, the, the pro- problem is the pitching. The problem with this team is Wheeler. Pitching 100%. Wheeler has to be a top three Cy Young candidate right now. In my Wheeler's opinion. been great. Ha- has to be. Well, his 2.51 ERA. Uh, his strikeouts have gone significantly up compared, compared one, to oh i wanted any that to year, happen so compared bad compared to too. any any year he had with the mets or even last year with the phillies you could just see that he's just striking people out at a ridiculous rate he's uh, already got 100 this year here's the problem because i'm allowed to speak on him you're not because you i know what you'll <laughs> say i'm allowed to speak on it aaron nola has become one of the most hittable pitchers in the league so far this year his three three eight four speaks for that his 1.17 whip speaks for that his 247 opponent average also speaks for that. It's, it's look. I love Nola. Do I think he'll turn things around and finish below a three a three two five? I do think he does that. But man, what he's doing right now, so disappointing. He's my he's favorite guy. He's, he's my favorite player on this entire roster, and it he's, kills me to know he's not doing well. He's right another now. guy that uh, I think is just in his own head. Like I think, I feel like he knows what he's capable of doing, but when he gets onto the mat, this is the. The pro- I've, I mean, we've been saying this all year. The problem with Nola is he'll, he can pitch five dominant innings and then go into the sixth and blow up. Like, he, he gets he gets one inning where he just kind of blows up. And, like, that's an issue. Uh, another the, issue with... The walks, man. Yeah, the, the walks, walks have the been walks, up, dude. The walk, like, he's got, he's got 15 walks this year, and... That doesn't seem doesn't like a seem lot, like a but lot, for but him? Chase Anderson's got 17. But for for Nola, that is a that's lot what I'm saying, of like, walks. Chase, Chase so. Anderson has 17. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. I, I just personally, they need they need Nola to be on Wheeler's level, right? Yeah. Like they they kind of close to it. Yeah, exactly. And he's not been close to it at all. Uh, another problem with the Phils that they've had besides Hector Neris, who has a one point nine ERA and has been fabulous since uh, uh since that, you. I mean, you can hate him all you want. I don't care if he's you hate just, him or not. I hate the fact he's that he's fabulous. Hates, I, hate I don't care. I don't care what you hate. Everything interesting. I don't dude. care. I he's got a one point nine. Like he, oh, he's it's just it's always bases loaded two outs. Ranger it's Suarez like that. is another guy I like to talk yeah, about. He's been really solid. He's pitched seventeen and a third, and his ERA is zero. Yeah, I know. He's been zero because when. When people like Spencer Howard or Vince Velasquez throw three point one innings, he's yeah, able he to come in. And in throws two or three. Two and or he three. Doesn't. Well, rolling. He's given up six hits in seventeen and a third. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's yeah, but that's something that, ha- that hasn't been to, talked about. Nobody really talks noted. about this guy. Yeah, I mean, um, like that's 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 impressive. Let's talk about disappointing now. Archie Bradley, little disappointing. Let's talk about Sam Coonrod. Been, been blowing up lately. Not liking it. Yeah. Brandon Kinsler should not be on the roster anymore. Zach Eflin, not that he's been disappointing, but that, my God, is she... Uh, and I thought Nola was bad away, dude. He, he, I looked oh. at Eflin's, Eflin's lines Uh-oh. between home and away. Yeah. His home stats are superb. He's got, like, he's hovering around a 2 ERA at home. But away 
is yeah. awful, man. Yeah. It's awful. And his, it's his, so his, bad. His record doesn't do him justice, though. I feel like yeah, because uh, I mean, with, with, two, with, with a two and five and a four point one, uh, like that, you should be three and four, something like that. Or or I could see you know three and three, three and four, something like that. But uh, th- this is this is a guy. The who's, whip is he's had he's had bad. he's had more like qu- he's had more quality starts this year than he's had bad. But when he's bad, he's bad. Like yeah. he, he he's real bad. But he's had. I'd probably say seven of the eleven, or yeah, seven of the eleven starts have probably been quality, and the four that haven't been, he gives up four to five runs at least. So that that's that's an issue. Vinny V's been a pleasant surprise, but he's kind of fading again too. I mean, he's the type of guy where you ride him tur- until he starts yes, getting cold. Yes, exactly. And he's 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 turned into the the four. Uh, Chase Anderson's another guy. I mean, Spencer Howard has kind of been pitching. He's on more pitch, than expected, but yeah, he's on limit though. He's he is yes, yeah. and but. I've kind of liked the way his movement with his pitches have been, so I, I don't know. That's another guy to keep an eye on. The thing with the Phillies is they, uh, they're they in a tough division, and the problem with them is you look at a guy like Kutch. You look at a guy like Bomb. You look at a guy like need them Dini. to be better. They're kind of strapped in with these guys contract-wise, and not I mean, not Bomb yet officially, but like you want him getting consistent ABs, and he has been getting them, and he's just been getting pretty unlucky, and a yep. lot of people have been talking about maybe we should send him down, maybe they should send I him down. I think we should send him down. down. I think he needs I to get I could see down. a stint, dude, for like a, a week. week or two, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's got to come back up, dude. He has to. His presence in the lineup is does enough. Like It's not a felt. It's not felt. He doesn't walk. It's not felt. And he doesn't hit. It's not felt, but seeing his name in the lineup card every day compared to like... Uh, Brad Ronald Miller. Torres is playing third today. Oh, no, I mean, not even necessarily Brad Miller because I think. Listen, Brad Miller against righties, beast. Brad Miller against lefties, probably the worst hitter in the entire I league. Like, no, 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 yes, no, 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 yes. Yes. Have you no, seen no, him, no, bro? No, this no. guy, this guy cannot hit lefties. Pull I cannot, up the stats. I cannot tell you. Pull up the stats. I can because not, I promise you, I've seen him hit a home run. I could not against a lefty tell you the last time I saw Brad Miller have Pull a really solid AB against a left-handed pitcher. Splits. Pull up the stats. All right, we're gonna get some confirmation Pull here. Pull stats because listen, I I'm he's not, awful in, in no in in no way, shape, or form am I telling you that he's a great hitter against lefties. But I know he's not the worst. I know he's not the worst hitter. In nah, the nah that's a, that's obviously an exaggeration. But against lefties, he's one of the worst in the league. He's all Logan. He's awful against lefties, dude. I could not tell you the last time he had a decent at bat against a left-handed pitcher, man. He's awful against lefties. Two twenty-six. Still bad. Two twenty-six against lefties. Listen, listen I, 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 I go up there I and I literally call. Saying. I literally call what the, what is going to happen. I get it's what you're It's always two fastballs outside where he flails. He doesn't even look at the pitch, and then it's an off-speed just below the zone, right down the center of the plate, misses every time, waves over it. It happens every single time. I get what you're saying, but. He's the type of guy where I don't mind seeing in the lineup. No, I don't. Compared to I know. It's just against guys. lefties. I, I have no faith. Listen, I look at the Phils, and they're only going to take... Uh, their pitching is going to be the make or break for them. And they're gonna, Pretty I, much. I feel as if they will go and try to get somebody if they're close to it, or if exactly, they're close to the right. race. So I don't know if it'll be that exaggerated, but it'll probably be... I don't Zach know. I'd, I'd like to... Not, not that I wouldn't like to see Zach Plesak, but I think he'll cost a lot, and I don't... Know if they'll the be Phillies willing. Don't give that up. Yeah, especially considering where they might be. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think 
eventually they'll fade, but I think they'll be in it for most of the year, probably come August. But yeah. once August, September hits, I don't know. Once the trade deadline's over, then we can tell you what's going to yeah, happen. If exactly. they don't make moves, they're yeah. not going anywhere. All um, right. we the have, Marlins, so, I, I don't, I, we don't have to spend much time on the Marlins. I really don't. Well, all right, no, I want to call, I want to talk about a couple of things on the Marlins. So one, one, Jazz Chisholm's been a really pleasant surprise yes. for them this year. Trevor Rogers. Uh, well, has been. Uh, I'm going with the hitting first. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we got Jazz Chisholm. He's been fantastic. Uh, Miguel Rojas seems to be really solid every single year at shortstop. He's he's just and he's a good person too. Um, he's been fine. Uh, Jesus Aguilar has been an absolute. He's been an absolute tank. Yeah, he's been good. Um, but really outside of that, I mean, you have Sarlon Marte, but he's been hurt pretty much most of the year. Brian Anderson is finally getting his average up. He had a really really slow start to the year. Gary Cooper's been all right. Uh, Gary Cooper's been all right. Corey Dickerson's been all right. They have guys who are all. Right. They don't really have bad people. They have all. They have a lot of average to. They have a lot of average to, to a little bit above average MLB yeah. players. I mean, but I mean, I don't know. Like you look at a guy like Duvall, he's massively underperforming yeah. with a one point nine four. John Berkey, who's played a lot of games for this team, is batting one point seven five. I yeah. mean. Isan Diaz, or Isan Diaz, another guy who's, I mean, Never. he got hurt, but he was playing a lot in the beginning of the year. He's batting point one. And now listen, the the Marlins don't have a good bullpen. I, I'm not even going to go through their players, but their rotation could be disgusting in the next couple of years. Yeah, it already is. Listen, listen. Alcantara's been good. Alcantara. He's pa- a- Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers. Three uh-huh. studs. Sixto. Just wait. Sixto comes back. Uh-huh. They have, what's his name? Um, that that just got re hurt. If he maintains to stay healthy, eventually Elisa Hernandez, uh-huh. he's very good. And then we can go even more in depth with with pros- prospects Edward Cabrera, yeah. who throws about a hundred miles per hour as well. So you have two guys who aren't even in the rotation yet that throw a hundred. Yeah, uh, you know this rotation. These are guys could... that you never know though. They, they yeah, might yeah, not yeah of course, of course. But but, to, but I know six. I agree with you. I know six is going to be good. Six is going to be good. Yes, but this rotation, this rotation has potential to be so solid. But because the Marlins are a poverty franchise, you'll never see a an all star hitter on their team. You will, but they'll get rid of them. It's like Yelich, Stanton, Ozuna. Like they had all these guys, but they they, they're another team. But they're they're another team that has owners that treat them as an investment. Like pretty much. You look at a guy like Steve Cohen with the Mets. He's a fan, Mm -hmm. right? He's a fan of the team, so he wants them to win. And they're a big market anyway, but he wants them to win. Like I don't know. I just I'd I'd much rather have a fan of my team running the organization than guys that are just treating it as an investment. Straight business. Yes. Uh, the Nationals, again, not much to talk about. We can talk about how phenomenal Max Scherzer's been this year. Max Scherzer's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's, he's, a, he's a guy I look at at the trade deadline because the Nationals might be able to get something yeah. big out of him, and, I mean, they're not They're not going to compete gone this year. Yeah, exactly. Listen, you have Juan Soto, absolutely phenomenal player. Uh, he's been he's been going off lately. Trey Turner, easily an all-star, 100%. <laughs> 11, I mean, um, Ryan Zimmerman's been 300. Yeah, but not, another, not in big sample size. No, but I'm so. saying, though, he's another guy that I could see them getting rid of at the at the end of the If somebody needs, the like, deadline, a power bat yeah, off the bench. Off the bench, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a perfect guy that you could be. And, and I don't know, I look at a guy like Ryan Zimmerman, and he's a, he's definitely at the latter end of his career. So Yeah, but let's talk can, about the biggest failures of the team. You know, their power numbers might not be awful, but they're still bigger failures. Kyle Schwarber, you know, they brought him in thinking that he could provide, and he just doesn't. He's never really been able to provide on a consistent level. Josh Bell, 2019, had one of the most insane first halves of any hitter in in Mm -hmm. recent years. But that second half was awful, and man, has he been awful since. Catcher, Jan Gomes, I mean, he's just kind of one of those players that's there. 
Um, yeah. He, he's always kind of average. Starling Castro, his he's been in 265 right now, but no, his time's over. His time's been over. He's been 244. And then after that, man, there's just no one that's even close to notable. Josh Patrick, Harrison's been in 265. Patrick Corbin has been terrible this yeah. year. Brad Hand has been terrible this year. They have a lot of guys that just like, oh, third, who's their third? Like, who is their third pitcher? Strasburg's hurt again. It's a team that. What is John, Joe Ross? John Ross? Joe Ross. Yeah, he's yeah, Joe awful. Ross, he's been bad. Um, Brad Hand's been awful. Uh, yeah. That's that's something that you you're very makes, well aware of. Well, I'm very well aware of that. I'm very well aware of that because I had him in fantasy and I dropped him because <laughs> he's just been abysmal. It's, it, it's funny. I dropped him the night before a Dubal hit that home run against him in really? D.C. Yeah. But um, but nah, th- this is a team. I mean, listen. You just, just look at Scherzer, five and four with a two point two two. That's that should be saying something. Like he his record should be way better than that. Uh, yep. Daniel Hudson's been good. Uh, and he's he's, he's actually close, he's, he should be there. Closer. Well, he's he's kind of getting thrusted into that role a little bit because Brad Hand's just been abysmal. Uh, Austin Voth. He's been pretty Their good. bullpen is really yeah, not that he, bad. He's been pretty good out of the bullpen. Uh, Strasburg was not very good even before he got hurt, yeah. and I think that might have been because of lingering things. Uh, they have the wrong Harper and Ryan Harper. He's gross. He has a three ERA, but if you saw him with he's, Tampa, he's only he's, pitched he's, three he's, innings. He's, he's been he's been hurt as well. But they they also have a lot of injuries. Look, John Lester, John Lester's another guy who they thought would come in eat up good innings and stuff, which he has. He's yeah. been all right, but four point three seven ERA is that's something like he's the three right now. You, like that's that's bad. Listen, this is a team, especially considering they don't have a lineup. This is a team that just it, it screams lackluster. It screams mediocrity. We, we are we are sellers at the deadline. Yeah, I think that one hundred percent. That only I say what only, the only, only untouchables are Turner and Soda. Exactly. Everyone else can go. It's just. But they won't trade the guy like Josh Bell or they won't Schwarber, yeah. but No, they won't trade either. I like could that. see Zimmerman going to a team, especially considering he's batting 299. They could get some value I think the most him. likely player on this entire roster to get traded has to be Josh Harrison. Just because his ability to play anywhere, and he's shown yeah. that he can be clutch in playoffs. I don't so. know, though. Matt, I think a lot of people are going to come calling for Max Scherzer because he's getting old. Well, I'm saying hitting-wise. Oh, Obviously, uh, Max well, Scherzer. Yeah, he, Max Scherzer is going to be a hot commodity. He's getting old, and I, I don't know. I just think that... They could get a lot for him. Yeah, no, I'm saying that people are going to be looking at Josh Harrison like, all right, this is no, going to yeah, be a battle. No, yeah, he can play every position. Like and, play. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Um, all right, so that's, so that's it for the division. Yeah, that's that's the end of the NL East talk. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with our uh, Phillies of the week. Yeah, yes, sir. A couple. Well, wait, let's let's talk about like about. We'll talk about the quick game overview. So they they had a two they had a two game series in Cincinnati. They they. Uh, they got the race, blown out the race in the first, first game. The oh, yeah, the Rays first. No, I didn't even they, want to talk about they, that, though. They lost both of them. Simple as that. The Rays that. are good, demolished. right? The yeah. Rays are a very, 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 very good baseball and team, the, and they showed it against the Phillies. That's all you guys need to know. Uh, they go into a what was supposed to be a three-game series in Cincinnati. It turned out to be a two-game series because of a, del- uh, a rainout in yep. the last game of the series. But, what did they do in the first game, Logan? Uh, they got blown out. 11-1, but... Second game, seventeen three. Yeah, they blew them out. So technically, we scored more runs than they did. And the bats were... That's the type of thing that I look at with the Reds. They are very, very good hitting wise, but hitting or pitching wise, they're just not. So yeah. I, I mean, the one run in the first game obviously is not ideal, but I mean, when they when they score eleven runs, I'd rather score one than eight and lose yep. eleven eight. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and then my thing is when the Phillies hit like when they hit double digit runs, you know, for the next three days they'll get like three. Hits. Not necessarily though, because uh, they went they into a three-game uh, series uh, with the Nationals, and the first game they went, they played against the Nationals, it, uh, they it, took uh, a loss, and it was a loss that uh, you know was kind of disappointing because you look at a team like the Nationals and you want to be winning series like that. Uh, so losing the first game is not ideal, especially at home. But 
They bounced back very well in the second game, winning 5-2, I believe. Uh, and credit to them for, you know, they're grinding, man. The Phils are grinding. And listen, they don't have they, much to work with right now. Yes, injuries, exactly. And they have injuries, and they have... Back-end rotation. And they and need, yes, rotation they, have, and they have holes in their... Like, especially without guys like Didi, like, they have holes everywhere. So, They're kudos to them out. for, yes, Grinding. kudos for them for, you know, balling yeah. it out. Right. Or sticking it out. And then they win the last game of that series, 12-6, mm-hmm. uh, which was yesterday. And, it's, I mean, that's beautiful. That's what you want to see, especially when you're playing a team like the Nationals. You need to be winning those games. So, now they have a huge three-game series coming up with Atlanta. And, obviously, we'll get oh, to that next yeah. week. All right. Let's talk about two things real quick. One... Zach Wheeler, obviously extremely underrated this year. I don't think that. A lot of I think that one hundred percent Phillies fans. Phillies fans know exactly what he's doing. Philly fans absolutely love it. Phillies fans are thriving over it. But the rest of the MLB doesn't understand. Not that they don't understand. The MLB just isn't taking. They're it looking into at account. a mediocre team. Wait, listen, and... lo- yeah. When you have guys like Brandon Woodruff, Jacob Degrom, like all these Cy Young. Yeah, you know, contenders right now. There's absolutely no reason that Zach Wheeler shouldn't be in that category. I know he has a two five one this year, and that is a phenomenal ERA. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that Degrom has a point six two, and and yeah. Woodruff has a one point seven two. Unfortunately, like he won't two. he won't be in the talks for Cy Young, but at the end uh, of the season, he might. I hope he is. I think he will be. He's been fantastic for this team, and uh, it's, it's definitely and, it, and it's. His contract is very team friendly. Con- looking at it now, it looking at it now, five it's years, like hundred mil. So, uh, you know, he's 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 been very good. Uh, Reese Hoskins was on a fourteen game hitting streak before last night it ended. But kudos for Reese. Kudos to Reese for he's been just he's been able to contribute every night for the last two weeks. Yes, and he and he and was a slow. He had a very 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 slow start, and kudos for him to sticking with it. And he was he's one of the only ones that have been consistently in this lineup every single night, and. You like to see a guy like Reese Hoskins grinding out his, his grinding out a year. Like it's yeah. that's something that you need, especially from a cornerstone piece of your franchise. Yes. Um. So that's really it for this week. Uh, last thing we want to do is give our Philly of the week predictions. Um. I think I'll go first. Oh man. Um. They need a big week, man. They they got th- they got three with. Uh, Atlanta, and then they got three with the Yanks. So listen, I know Reese just ended his hitting streak. I know he just went over for five yesterday, and that's not ideal. And you know he's up to two sixty three right now. But you know you just got Bryce Harper back. We're about to have him for his first full, full week back in a bit. And you know JT's finally healthy. Two with and the Yankees. Listen, that Sorry. middle that middle of the lineup is looking very solid. I think Reese will be. The player of the week, I love Reese Hoskins. I think that, like you said, he's just been grinding all year. He's been getting hits. He's been getting on. You know, he's starting to finally walk more. He's taking more pitches, seeing the ball really well. Everything that you would expect him to do. You know, he's on pace for, what, like 35 home runs this year? Yeah, something like that. I I love it. He's been great. Uh, So he's going to be my Philly of the week. I think he's going to have a tremendous week. We play some really good teams, and I think he's going to step it up. Uh, So this is probably very... uh... And a lot of the time when I do my Philly of the Week, I try to I try to find somebody that is not obvious. It's hard when you only have nine people. To pick yeah, from but like I tr- I try to find somebody that's not obvious. I mean, I hit a home run with Kutch, uh one week and yeah, no Duble. Yeah, no Duble had a pretty good week the uh, the week that I picked him. But uh, I'm gonna go with Bryce this week, and I think he's looking to tear the ball. And listen, he needs to uh, 
he needs to have a couple of weeks where he goes on a tear because he is good enough and he is the leader of this team, man. Like they look to him, and when he's hitting, everybody hits. It's the same thing with JT. When JT's hitting, everybody's hitting, and it's it's finally it's fantastic to see all these guys, all their big name guys, back in the lineup together. And I think Bryce is gonna have a huge, huge week, and they need it, man. They need it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we got a long week of baseball coming up. Uh, I'm hoping I survive because the next time you hear from us, uh, we'll be talking about a Brave series. We'll be talking about... I know, we'll have to be getting our <laughs> coffee ready for their Yankees. West Coast trip next week. It is just going to... It might be... Listen, it's going to be... These are five huge games, man. They need They games. need to be, They need to at least be three and two after these I games, I agree. Man. Uh that's it for this episode. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's been a while since we last provided you some content, but you know we're committed to keeping this going all summer. You know we're still working on the socials, trying to get some some content done. Uh, but once we have everything done, things will be flowing. Hopefully, we'll get some more engagement. Uh, but you know we do this because we love baseball. We do this because there's people who love baseball and Phillies baseball specifically. Uh, but just stay tuned with us, man. We'll. We have fun with it, and I hope you guys have fun listening to it. But uh, that's it. Logan, take us away. Man, you know, you're always going to catch us around the jungle.